Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast on a chilly old December Thursday morning, Richard. I can't believe it's December again already. It's ridiculous. I mean, it was January last week. <laughs> it's as you get older, mate, things start to... Uh, it, it comes around faster and faster. Now, your your dog's... Your postman's been, hasn't he? My postman's been, but yours is, is due? Well, I, I have to put people on alert that I got a text a minute ago saying that a delivery is due between well it's due in the next hour and a half so it could be any time so all hell could let loose on the Jack Russell front at any moment I just put that out there in case anybody's snoozing or practicing snooker or anything like that yeah good yeah it could all go horribly wrong any second yeah we we are we are separate aren't we we are separate yes we our schedules didn't quite coincide this morning so uh, I went out to Steel Hay earlier on had a chat with uh, with the gaffer, which was uh, very pleasant. Uh, always nice out there. Um, always a good atmosphere. Very very positive. Both uh, the gaffer and Aaron. Um, you know, despite what happened last Saturday, which we'll talk about um, at, at some length in a moment. But yeah. you know, they're always looking ahead rather than looking behind, which is exactly what you have to do. Uh, absolutely. Now I know there's a few uh, a few frustrated fans out there, more than a few probably, but I'm. Um, um, you know, it's not not a time for silly decisions or anything like that, is it? It's a it's a time to press on. Not a time to do anything in haste. You're absolutely right. So I tell you what, we'll talk about the Halifax game. We'll talk about Weymouth. We'll talk about Tombridge Angels. We'll talk about Billy Waters. We'll talk about all kinds of things. But let's do it on the other side of Gary Johnson. Halifax on Saturday. Think about that first half. Both teams were going at each other. Although it was disappointing to go in at half time a goal down. The game really turned on that spell just after the interval, didn't it? Absolutely. I mean, first half, it could have gone either way. I thought both teams were doing all right. Um, yes, we went 1-0 down, which was obviously disappointing, but we felt we was in the game. And of course, we're all ready to come out and uh, give it a go. But uh, unfortunately, right from the kick-off, you know, we made a poor mistake, really. Um, and... Uh, and they ended up getting their goal, and then at two 0 of course, you know, people got their uh, energy and they got their wits about them, and they're happy to be two 0 straight after half time because they they'd have known we would try to come at them. And then uh, at that point, we let the third one in, which was demoralising for everybody on and off the pitch. It then took a little bit of time to get us to get going, you know, we were giving passes away and we were not quite, no, well, we were not, not quite, we were nowhere near our game at that point. Um, obviously, I had to make substitutions, we stuck on three strikers and, and it got us a little bit of momentum back and come back to 3-2 and Keelan had the last chance of the game where he did it over the top when we had eight players in the penalty area. So. But uh, anyway, we, you know, at the end of the day, Halifax looked a, a good team on the day, and uh, we, we, we just, you know, we was only out there for forty-five minutes in the first half, and, um, and 
probably five minutes at the end of the second half. So, yeah, disappointing, but they, they looked a good team on the day. It must be incredibly frustrating that obviously in the last three games they've all been lost by the last, by a single goal mm. and a lot of these games turning on, on one moment. Mm. How much do you think confidence is playing a part in, in this at the moment? Well obviously it does. I think confidence is massive in, in any job, certainly in sport. Um, and you, you have to fight through it. You, you, you've got to get through it and you've got to hope that you get that little bit of luck where somebody in the opposition makes that mistake that you, you made, like we made in the start of the second half, and it, and it puts you 1-0 up, and then uh, you can gain and grow in confidence from, from that. Um, and that's really where we, where, we need to, where we need to be. When the going gets tough, Science looked to their league, so therefore it, it was a real boost to see Asa back out on the pitch on Saturday, wasn't it? It was. Um, we'd much prefer to play the lads that are coming back <coughs> from injury in a couple of reserve games or something, you know. Or, but uh, at the moment, because of numbers, we're sort of needing to bring people in immediately to get them game time. And uh, obviously, you know, I had a chat with him and said, "Was you okay? I, you know, I took you off because I thought your your race was run." And uh, he agreed. So uh, same as Moxie, because he's been playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. And um, so you know, always because I, some I do bring off because of the lack of form, um, and some I have to bring off for a lack of fitness. Either way, I tell them either way why I've brought them off, and uh, so that they know exactly. You know, if they haven't performed or they haven't done any done much throughout the game then I'll be taking you off I'll be taking you off and that's why I took you off but that wasn't the case with uh, Acer and, and Mox So we look ahead to a relatively uh, local match against Weymouth on, on Saturday uh, neither team's a million miles away from each other in, in the league table so it's probably going to be a bit of a battle mm. wouldn't it be a bad time to re-establish that uh, impressive away form that we've had up until recently? Yeah it, it would be uh, a great uh, it, I, it's a, I think it's an early six pointer. To be honest with you, I do, um, because you know if they if they win, we've got a better goal difference, but they you know jump on the same amount of points as us, and uh, if we win, then it, it you know takes us a little bit further away from the seven teams that are below us at the moment, and and that's what we got to do first now, get away from those uh, seven at the bottom, and start. Thinking mid table and at mid table, that's when you then try and gain the confidence to to start then going for a playoff uh, position. But uh, there's some strong teams up there right now, and uh, we we've got to do a lot to um, get ourselves up there. I think we're I think we've got games in us to do that. Um, but as you say, we just need that little bit of confidence, that little spark, uh, two or three wins on the trot, like we had. Uh, Couple of weeks ago, you know, where we picked up was it seven points in, in uh, out of nine, and we need to keep doing that as often as possible. But you've got to get that first one first, and Weymouth gives us that opportunity. I think they've lost three, haven't they? And we've lost three on the trot. So uh, we'll have to see what what happens. How important a month do you feel December is, Gary? It's always an important month, uh, absolutely, because there's so many games in a short period of time. Uh, 
all of us probably would like bigger squads that you can uh, you've got 22 players all playing to the best of their ability <laughs> um, but that doesn't always happen uh, because you'd love to be able to go uh, when we play on the uh, sun, uh, on the Saturday and then the Monday is it they're the two anyway there's only one day in between uh, pretty soon and uh, you'd like to be able to change your whole squad and, and, and be just as good but uh, we'll have to see who we've got available at that, at that time but it is important because the number of points you can pick up quickly and when you come out of Christmas you're suddenly into the you know more than half the season and that's you 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 want to be somewhere around mid table around about christmas if you are where we are at the moment <clears throat> yeah i mean that's probably where we've got to be looking to be and get a little bit closer to the playoff teams i mean we see sparks of the potential the side has mm -hmm. how close do you think you are to be able to get that out onto the pitch every game though um well, the consistency over the last three games hasn't been there. It was there the previous three games. Um, and like we said, every, every game's a, a difficult game in this league. So unless you're playing uh, your best attacking and defending football, then teams can beat you if they turn up on the day. I know we've said that a million times, but that is this league. It's pretty, there's a lot of teams that are, pretty similar that could go one way or another like you just said with, you know, the three losses were all by the odd by the odd goal and we've had chances in those in those games ourselves but um yeah we've just got to get that consistency as quickly as we can uh, and start start you you've got to start and we nearly did it with three games undefeated but you've got to start and then you've got to go six games undefeated you've got to go 10 games undefeated if we're going to catch up, but you know, everybody's trying. Nobody's not trying around, you know what I mean? The staff, the, the players, and uh, I trust that uh, I trust in them that we'll be showing the right attitude. I don't think we could moan about their attitude because I don't think they look like they're not trying. Um, I hope not anyway, because that's not the case. Um, but they've just got to get that confidence to show their best game. You talked about trying to ease Acer back in. How close is Danny? And is it, presuming it's going to be the same sort of case and you don't necessarily want to be easing two or three players back in at the same time, do you? No, you're right. Um, but uh, obviously, when they get that confidence of playing their first game, and I think Acer had a, an hour or so, um, then it makes them feel that they, they're over their injury. They're in, you know, he didn't feel his injury, so next time he can do that a little bit more because he'll be more confident that he's in that the injury's gone away. Um Danny Wright is is definitely not a million miles away now. Um we went to see, he went to see a proper a proper a specialist um and uh they had a good look at it. They said he's rehabilitated well. Uh, we looked after him well, I we, we gave him the right sort of treatment and rehabilitation and uh they feel it's a, it's it's just a, a fitness thing now in his head. You know, at the end of the day, we'll have um, a slight little uh, problem, not problem, but um, uh, an ache from it, if you like. And he hasn't got to worry about that ache, evidently. Um, it's a bit like arthritis, I suppose. You know, when 
you know, if you get over 30, you, you tend to get little things like that. And he's had you know, hundred of, you know, hundreds of games. But uh, it's great that that specialist said, no, nah, you can go for it now and uh, don't worry about it. Just manage manage the pain and you'll get through it. So now we've just got to get him fit. So he's, 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 he's pretty, pretty much there um, or thereabouts. You always have a really good following away from home anyway, but obviously Weymouth is one of the uh, easier get grounds to get to from uh, the English Riviera. Just a word for the uh, for the fans, because they'll be looking forward to this one. Yeah, uh, it's good that they haven't got to travel you know, halfway around the world with hopefully motorways shut whenever we go London way sort of thing. You know, It's a ridiculous journey now, especially if it's a night, night game. So we always appreciate and understand the effort uh, and the finance that, that goes into travelling, supporting their team. But they obviously love it. And my job is to try and entertain them. Unfortunately, this season, we haven't had too many entertaining away games other than the games we drew. We, we've had some good draws. But they've been brilliant. And uh, whatever happens, they'll always they'll always be here. So and you know, if, they, if they enjoy going away with their mates and having a few drinks and you know, just enjoying a game, then that's great. Um, I'll do my best to get a result, some results for them because we know how happy they are um, when, uh, you know, when we're playing well away from home. They enjoy the away trips. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. I know what you were saying about not rushing the injured players back in, but how important is it to get senior players like Asa and Danny back in alongside Dean Moxie and the others to... to give the younger players a bit of confidence and get the run going. Yeah, it's really, really important because they've they've all been there, done it. You know, they, the the younger, less experienced players feel more confident if they've got experienced players around them and on the pitch. You know, it's another saying I say, you know, if you if you're going to war you want to go to war war with somebody who's been there. <laughs> so, you know, he can help, you, he, he yeah. you, through, help yeah. you through it sort of thing. So um, yeah, I mean, it will turn, um, but we we we, could, we just got to hope it turns sooner rather than later, um, especially for our injured players. You know what I mean, we don't ever seem to have all our play players fit at the same time. You know, we we get one back and then we lose one, and you know, like Chiori, for instance, um, and that seems to have happened nearly all the season. Um, and then, you know, we bring Sinclair in and then he goes off to, to play Ryland <laughs> for three games and he ends up playing six games or whatever it was in a, in a real short space of time, you know, almost, I think it was two weeks. Um, and, you know, so obviously you're going to be tired and you're not, yeah. not going to be fresh mentally or, or physically. So, but um, anyway, that's, you know, we're only... You're only worried about winning and losing, so that's, uh, you know, we understand that and we've got to win some football matches. And you talked about bringing players in um, as the season goes on. To what extent do you know which players you're looking at for January already when the league clubs, you know, sort of when players become available? Yeah, well, don't forget you're competing with a lot of other teams. You know, you're not the only team going out there looking for, there's a lot of teams at the moment that are trying to build up their their squads so there's not too many secrets out there 
you know, because obviously yeah. people have 10 scouts and every club has uh, an area scout that comes to your games every week sort of things, you know what I mean? So, um, and and your own players uh, are being, you know, sought after at this time. So, and we're trying to make inquiries, they make inquiries, everybody, you know, it's just, I don't think a lot will be done in January by too many clubs because you end up only the ones with the locks of cash will be able to pay money in January, which is probably far and away above what that player's worth, let's say at this level, but they want to get him in, get him in. I think a lot of them are doing it as well because if I'm right, um, the, the fair play comes in next season. But the players that you have signed on before next season are not in the calculation of the fair play. I hadn't realised that. No. Yeah. Um, so, of course, uh, people are getting in the, the big name players and paying transfer fees for, for players, big wages, um, to beat the fair play next year. Um. You didn't. You gave Byron Moore a, a, an extra week last week. Didn't play him last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, has the intervening week in your mind brought him forward and yeah, it has, for this yeah. weekend? Yeah, it has brought him forward, yeah. and uh, he trained with a smile on his face, which was great. It's always Andy, um, and he's uh, yeah, he's looked, he's looked fitter. And he's looked fitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, just needed the break because we worked him. Pretty hard, um, and I think it'd be it'd come back raring to go. Yeah. Um, you, we, you, and we, we've all talked about uh, um, the process you're going through at the moment, trying to bring these younger players up to the levels, the right levels mm. that we've seen you do before with mm. other with other players before, um, and the game you want them to play. When you're in a little spell like this, and you're trying to scrap your way out of it in a way. Yeah. Is it a question of you and Aaron sitting down and thinking, might we have to do things a little bit tactically, a little bit different? Or, or are you still trying with these lads to say, look, no, come on, this is the way we want to do it. Um, yeah, it's, I it's mean, a fine it, line, isn't it? it between is going, line, right, sorry, lads, not, we're going to go whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's know? not like rigid. You know, no. you have to go and affect the game um, within our game. Yeah. Now, you know, if, you, if you've got somebody like Keelan, for instance, who can affect the game, playing our way, um, but sometimes doesn't. And not just Keelan, that'll be, you know, because he was man of the match one of the games and Clady was nearly man of the match another game. And then, you know, so you, Chiori, so the players that we brought in, we all know their best game. Yeah. But it is gaining that, what we've been talking about today, the, the, the consistency of home and away as yeah. well. You know, they've got a, but we, we might change our shape sometimes, yeah. But the philosophy is still there. Yeah. You know, we still want to press where you, we need to, uh, position of strength when you need to. A uh, getting back behind the ball. So it's it's a work rate, and that's the thing that everybody must give. Yeah. If they're not giving that work rate, then they definitely won't be in the team. Then that's the pin of it all. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, it's a work rate because a work rate gives you our game anyway. Yeah, quite. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's based around that. And, and yeah, it's a uh, desire yeah. and a commitment. Yeah, really. Yeah, you know, it's uh, 
that's really what you you got to find in everyone. You got to find that warrior in everybody. Yeah. yeah. So you're back with uh, back with us again. Thank you very much for that. The various voices you heard. You heard Dom. You heard Alan from the BBC. You heard Dave Thomas. And you heard me, but more, most interestingly, you heard Gary right at the end there, I thought Richard say something about finding the warrior in everybody, looking for that warrior spirit. And he really is going to need warriors now, isn't he? Yeah, um, he, he is. And having spoken to him myself on Tuesday for the piece that I did for the paper, um, similar to what he said to me then, you know, um, it's tough times. It's tough times for, you know, it's not only tough times for Torquay United as a football club or or the fans, it's tough. To, I'm sure it's tough times for him as well. Absolutely. And I mean, I thought it was quite interesting what he said in his post-match interview after the defeat at home to Halifax last Saturday. Um, the words he used were, I got us into this and I'll get us out of it. Yeah, that was you quite know, an interesting, uh, quite an interesting thing to say, wasn't it? Uh, holding up your hands and taking responsibility. Absolutely. I mean, he's absolutely not the kind of manager who's going to throw his players under the bus. He will take responsibility for this. And it was interesting to chat to this morning uh, and talking a lot about trying to get some of these experienced players back. I mean, obviously, Asa Hall played against Halifax last Saturday very early in his recovery from injury. And as he said in our chat just now, he says Danny Wright is not a million miles away. Okay. That's about as close as Gary ever gets to giving you a fitness update on one of his players. That little clunk was like me dropping my glasses. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I, I alluded to it on the back page of the Herald this week that, um, uh, well, I didn't allude to it. I wrote about it. The fact that he's having to bring players back far too early when on another yeah. on, on another week, on another in another season, he would... Uh, be able to give the players that are coming back time to, to really get fully match fit. And of course, we've also talked about it before. He doesn't have an under-23s team. He doesn't have a reserve team. The only way players can get no. to it is by playing football. Now, um, you're not going to send the, the likes of Asa Hall and, and Danny Wright out, out on loan to get fit. So the only way they are going to get fit is by coming back into the team. Um, I, 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 I had a joke with you, didn't I, on, on Saturday when we, we saw the team sheet. And Asa was in the uh, in the team, and I turned to you and said he's a little liar because he, he he basically had told us that Asa wasn't ready yet. Um, he did admit that Asa was training again, but he said he wasn't properly training again. Well, he obviously was, but I I don't I don't I don't uh, I don't uh, I don't think wrong of Gary for, for for telling us little porkies now and again because it means that if we if we write one thing that he wants us to write, then that's what the manager of the opposing team reads. Absolutely. And to be honest, I don't think he was far from the truth because Asa clearly wasn't ready. Well, exactly. you know, Asa played for just over an hour. He yeah. played really well. well. I mean, Asa Hall will never give anything less than 100%. Um, he gave it up. But, you know, you could see that, you know, there were a few edges to be uh, to be smooth for him yet before he fits properly back into that team. Yeah, it's um, it's difficult, isn't it, at the moment? We are literally playing with a team uh, of players that are... That are um, either back too soon and therefore not fully match fit, or I understand, but I, you know, I don't really want to talk about who. Some of them are actually playing on carrying injuries. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's true. And as as Gary said um, in, in an aside the other day, when he comes to write his memoirs, there'll be a whole chapter on the the luck that he's had with injuries these last couple of seasons. Absolutely, you just couldn't make it up. You know, the the key players being out. 
at the same time. I mean, when you have players, experienced players in your squad, maybe they're not quite as resilient to injuries as some of the young lads are. But, you know, it just to have this happen two seasons running is absolutely ridiculous. You couldn't make it up. The um, I think I think when we were over at Seelhane last week, uh, we were having a, a quick chat after the the cameras and the the recorders had been turned off, and I said to Gary then, you know, and he was obviously in agreement. The 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 two players that you really could have done without being injured at exactly the same time are Danny Wright and Asa Hall. Yeah, uh, yeah, getting the experience <coughs> in the team because it does lift the younger players. It gives them the confidence. He's spoken this morning about the team lacking a bit of confidence and, yeah. and that kind of seeps in, doesn't it? It's like damp. It seeps in. The players don't want to have a go. They don't want to take responsibility. I don't think we've got that far yet, but we've seen it happen in teams that have been in the wrong half of the table that have been getting these kind of results. You see that kind of fear factor getting into the players when they get within sight of goal. Nobody actually wants to take the responsibility of, of, of pulling the trigger. Absolutely. And and, 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 and you can you saw what, what happened when, you know, they did take responsibility and pull the trigger. I mean, not not every one of those chances that they had uh, on Saturday uh, were, were, were very good, but two of them at least were. And the more chances you, you, you try and take, the, the, the more chance you've got of scoring goals. I mean, Lolos's goal was, was excellent, I thought. Um, you know, just, just putting the readers into, in, 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 into where we are. We're 3-0 down in the 89th minute. Um, yeah. Lolos has taken the ball in the box. I thought he did really well keeping the, the ball tight to his feet to avoid a couple of challenges and then struck it home, which was lovely. Um, I'm not sure what the goal he was yeah. doing for Armani Little's goal, to be honest with you, because he 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 looked like he should have got that one, but we'll take that one as well. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, the the two goals counted for nothing more than just giving a, a little bit of confidence back to those players. But um, yeah, uh, the more chances you you try and take, the more chance you've got of scoring a goll. And so when you see yeah. Connor Lemonade Evans trying to take an extra touch and losing the ball. When you see Tom Lapsley um, not striking the ball when maybe he should have done, when you see uh, um, Sinclair Armstrong being forced to play with the ball in the wrong direction, in other words, receiving it with his back to goal because that's the only way he can receive it because he's not having the ball played through to him in the, in the right way. Um, you know, the, the, the mindset is, is difficult at the moment. It is. It is. You're absolutely right. Let's have a little chat about that Halifax game. Then, as um, as Gary says, and I think we're all agreed in the first half, Torquay weren't half bad. It was pretty even in the first half. I think I wrote on the blog that Torquay were, you know, Torquay had most of the possession. Halifax, obviously, a decent side. Um, you know, one or two very, very good players in that Halifax side. But I thought Torquay were holding their own up until they went to goal down, and then there was that five minutes of madness. After the uh, after the break, and suddenly you're three 0 down, and and there's no chance of getting back in. That's certainly not with the uh, the difficulties that we're having in scoring goals at the moment. There, there were defensive errors um, that led to to both the first two goals by Jordan Slew. However, he took both of them really well, and if you'd uh, if you'd scored those, if if Sinclair Armstrong had scored those, uh, you know you, you you would have been quite happy with that. Um, as it was, then the third one uh, was B Billy Wright get, getting in and, and, and scoring from... And, and, yeah, you could have put your house on Billy Wright scoring, couldn't you? Whatever the result, yeah, on Saturday. 
Um, Billy Wright getting Billy his... Wright, Billy Wright, well, Billy yeah, Walters, Bloody yeah, hell, Billy Walters. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't if I'd put my house on Billy Wright's going on Saturday, I would have lost my house. I'd have been very upset if Billy Wright had got to that rebound first for yeah. the, the goal anyway. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the, the thing was, uh, they, they were good goals, but they were still goals. And, uh, you yeah. know, Harry Perrett made a mistake for the for the second one, I think it was, thinking back, I can't remember the second or third one. Um, you know, you, you've got that, uh, Sean, Sean McDonald did make four, three or four really good saves during the game, so it could have been worse. He did. And I think, you know, the disappointing thing, I'm sure from Gary's point of view, certainly with Halifax's third goal, was that Billy Waters was the only player who followed that shot in. Billy Wright. The off chance that um, it wouldn't stick to the keeper. Yeah, absolutely. No defender carried. I said that to you at the time. You know, where, where, where was the defenders running, running back to, yeah. to get to uh, yeah. the rebound first before Waters? But that, 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 that was a Billy Waters goal, wasn't it? That, that, how many times did we see him get to balls like that last season? Yeah, he's a poacher, isn't he? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a good footballer, but he's yeah. a poacher as well. He's he's a close range rebounds, pick up the pieces, and you know just get the ball over the line. Yeah, player. absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he looked good. A couple of a couple of performances I thought we could take some comfort from. Sean Mack had a decent game in yeah. goal. Yeah, he made three or four outstanding saves he in the did. first half. He he couldn't stop those first two Jordan Slew goals. Uh, he was unfortunate with the rebound for the for the for the Billy Waters one, but he did make some really good saves. He did, um, and funny enough, I thought Keelan O'Connell was having a decent game. I'm not perfect, and of course, in the ninety whatever minute, he um, he lumped one over the bar when he might have put it into the box or he might have done better. But I thought that was one of Keelan O'Connell's better performances for us. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I was I was desperately trying to get some positives out of that game, and I thought Sean Mack and Keelan O'Connell, Keelan O'Connell, um, had decent games. I didn't think Dan Martin did too badly either, but but we are missing width, no. and those players are supposedly supposed to be giving us a bit of width, um, and we are missing it. They are, and we got precious little ball into uh, into Sinclair Armstrong, didn't we? Well, that's and the you, thing. You can't I mean, a couple of our midfielders aren't playing very well at the moment. Um, and we need them to, to be playing well and, and, and supplying the ball for Sinclair Armstrong. Um, he's not he's not going to score goals without without a supply line, is he? He's not that kind of striker that's going to pick up a ball back in midfield and turn around and, and run, run a goal again. Charlie over the road is having a barking conversation with Bertie. <laughs> um, another thing Gary touched on this morning as well, which was interesting, talking of Sinclair Armstrong, is... Um, I asked him about loan players. I asked him if, you know, if he already knew the players. What I was kind of getting at is there must be a gaffer's network where, you know, they, they say, I say to you, you ring up Melchester Rovers and you say, look, if so-and-so is not getting in your first team in January, we'll take him off you. And yep. then it all goes quiet until that actually happens. Yeah. So you kind of think that the experienced managers will already know what players are going to become available all of a sudden when yep. the, the league clubs have their sort out. But Gary was saying that it's difficult to bring loan players in for various reasons. One of them being, of course, that the, the big clubs, there's no wage cap this year. There will be next year, next season. So they're still in a position to bring players in 
pay them rather more than, than we can muster to pay players. And they can carry on doing that right up until the end of this season because they can keep them next season. The wage cap doesn't apply across the summer. It comes in as new right. at the beginning of next season, which I thought was interesting. And you've also got and the Papa John's the other... Trophy still going on, which they, which, 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 which quite, a, quite a lot of these under-23 teams are involved in. And so they want their, yeah. uh, their players playing in that. Strange, isn't it? And, and obviously, they, a lot of the players who are up for loan are already spoken for. You know, the players yeah. are looking, other teams are looking at them, other teams are snapping them up, other teams are putting a marker down that they want these players. It's pretty competitive. It is. It's not like you can just go to the Bournemouths and the Bristol Cities and that and say, OK, I'll have him, 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 and him. These players just aren't available in the way that they used to be. No, they're because not. Because of the way the National League is evolving. No. So it's going to be going to be a very interesting January, I think. Um, heck of a game coming up on Saturday. OK. The Weymouth game. Yeah. It's a six-pointer. Gary's used the phrase six-pointer this morning, so we're allowed to. OK. So it is absolutely a six-pointer. We're 17th, Weymouth are 19th. Yeah. They're three points behind us. Yeah. Their goal difference is significantly worse than us, so they can't go ahead of us on Saturday. Uh, but we've got a win at the uh, Wessex Stadium, haven't we? We've really, really got to get this um, this run, nip this in the bud, so to speak. I would suggest that if we don't win on Saturday, uh, then then it is time to slightly panic. <laughs> I don't want to be mm, I don't want to be too too hyperbolic, but um, you know we've got to be. Rock Weymouth, we've got to. Now, you know that's not to say that that we might be on a, a run of of eight games winning winning streak and and Weymouth come along and beat us one nil. These things can happen, um, but it's about how we play at Weymouth. I think we we need to see a performance from from certain players, yeah. from all the players. We need to show. We need we need to see some kind of grit and determination. We need. We need to see the passing game, uh, the speedy, pacey passing game that Halifax, that Halifax were playing the other day. There's yeah, yeah, gap. which we play, we can play that. We've got, we've got the players who can play that game. Absolutely, they just haven't been putting it together. Uh, let me just, uh, while we're just in a natural break. Um, there are some big gaps between me and you, um, which people will have, uh, 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 have heard a couple of times. We apologise for that. It's just, it's just the internet connections, I think, uh, especially mine. They're not great, are they? But, uh, OK, so the Weymouth game, um, we've got a lot in common with Weymouth. Three managers in common with Weymouth. Oh, Frank yeah. Farrell, Stuart Morgan and Compton. Yeah, yeah. All managed both. Um, we did the double over them last season, which we was did. interesting. We won fourth three up there on December the twenty eighth. Asa Hall scored, Conor Lemonhaven scored, and so did Josh Umara and Aaron Nemain. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, Conor Lemonhaven scored against them at Plainmore as well in a two one win. I take so, a Conor goal on Saturday. I'd literally take a Conor goal on Saturday just to give him a bit of confidence. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of the players who, who, I mean, he's he's one of the playmakers for us, isn't he? He's absolutely one of our playmakers, and he's not he's not yeah, on it at the moment. We we all know that. So uh, you know, he need he needs a bit of confidence boost from a goal or 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 two. 
I'll tell you what I thought was significant. I had a look at the Torquay team that played at Weymouth on December the 28th last year, and there are only four players in the starting 11 and one sub in the Torquay team who are still here. Is that right? That's interesting. Which is Sean McDonald, Dean Moxie, Connor Lemon, Hay Evans, and Asa Hall. Is that in the it? starting lineup and Jake Andrews on the bench. Wow. Yeah, that's a surprise that's actually. I, I know we we all know that we lost players during the pre-season or during the summer, but um, that's 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 that, the scale of yeah. the rebuild that's gone on. Yeah, that's a surprise. How how many players that is a difference. Of course, that's before Joe Lewis is, that... joined us, uh, but still. Ben Winter was out injured, so um, Ben Winter would obviously yeah. have been in that starting yeah. eleven. But you know, it just just shows you that the the scale of the rebuild that they've had to do and the scale of of learning that the players have had to do to get used to uh, playing alongside each other. Absolutely, it's, uh, yeah. not to be taken lightly. It's a good marker, good a good good pointer. Another thing that happened this week, of course, we got drawn away to Tombridge Angels. Who? In the FA Trophy. I um, <laughs> I, I said to Gary, I said to Gary, um, as an icebreaker, because it was going to be a slightly uh, not very nice conversation about Halifax. Um, I, I I started with the with with the draw by saying, "What do you know about Tunbridge Angels?" And he said, "Absolutely nothing." Um, but uh, we will do. We will. We'll know all about them closer to the day. It reminded me of when um. I uh, I spoke to Paul Watton, the uh, Truro City manager, a couple of weeks ago and said, so what do you know about Binfield? And he went, absolutely nothing. But they went on and beat Binfield. And now they've got Dagenham and Redbridge in the, uh, in, in the trophy at Plymouth. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I'll tell you a few things about Tombridge Angels. They were formed in 1947. And the best thing about them is they were named after the pub next to the ground. Very pub good. The Angel. Right. Okay. Well, that's they're interesting. The so they're the a pub Angel. team, yeah. They are that gives me hope. They play a different ground. Right? In their current squad, there are internationals who play for Montserrat and Grenada. Okay. Uh, the, one of their former managers is George Cohen, the uh, oh, yeah. World Cup winner. Yeah. And some of their former players include Ron Saunders, wow. who managed the Villa, yeah. the uh, European Cup. Roy Hodgson and Malcolm McDonald. How amazing. All played for Tombridge Angels. Wow, interesting. So there's a, there's a little bit of heritage there. And any pub, sorry, any football club that's named after the pub next to the ground um, gets a bit of a vote from us, I think. And where is Tombridge, Guy? It's in Kent. Yes. I, I was trying exactly to catch you out. I was trying to catch you out. I don't know exactly where in Kent. It's just in in Kent. It's a yeah. long way away. It's going to be a long. Very, trip well, that's another thing. Army, it was, it, it's a, yeah. It was a bit of a, a disastrous draw uh, for distances, uh, especially uh, as as uh, the the draw is still regionalised at this point. But then um, yeah. Dagenham to Plymouth isn't isn't much better either. Um, so yeah, uh, as a regionalised draw, I think both Torquay and Dagenham got short straws. However. Both will probably look at the opposition and think they got decent draws. Yeah, and it's a competition that nobody's got any time for until you get right to the last few uh, few matches, isn't it? You know, everybody says, you know, what's what's the point? And then you end up in the quarterfinals, and you think, hang on a minute, you know, these are good games. They get they get big crowds towards then, and there's a Wembley final 
in the offing as well. So and, and Gary did point what's out what's not to when, love about the Evans Trophy. Yeah, well, Gary did point out when I was speaking to him the other day about it um, that considering that we do have a need for games that aren't league games at the moment because we need players to get that max fit fitness. Actually, it's not a bad time to have an FA Trophy game. Which obviously means that he will, will be using it uh, with an eye on the bigger picture rather than just a trophy, I think. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, FA competitions leads us um, once more to talk about the local game, Brixham AFC. Yep. Are back in the FA Vars again. Back in the Vars. They're a, they've had a funny back season in. with competitions. They were they they um they were made to replay their uh their two one defeat at Bridgewater United at home to Bridgewater United when uh th- there was a there was a mistake made by the referee over substitutions, uh, Sinbins. Um, so they got Sinbins another chance at that yeah. game, but still lost two one at, at, at Bridgewater Bridgewater United. And then um, they were beaten, they were comprehensively beaten by uh, Tavistock 5-1. You were there, weren't you, um, in the well, FA Vars? I was at both of those games. Yeah. Both of the games that have resulted in Brixton being um, reinstated in yeah. cup competitions, I've been at. So if they want to get back into a cup competition, give Just me a call and I'll come along to yeah. the game. Well, um, Tavistock played a player that uh, had previously um, played for Crediton United in, in, the, uh, in, in, in the previous previous round uh, there was a lot of annoyed people at Tavistock I I, I know a couple of I know someone inside there and uh, yeah there, there, there was much annoyance that due diligence hadn't been done um, however I will say that does the player not remember he played for Crediton in the previous round of course he has to remember that. I played when I was at my played in an FA something game. Get the secretary to check it out, even if he doesn't know if it was the Vars or whatever it was. Just tell the secretary, look, I played in a cup game. Just double check I'm not cup tied. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it seems to me that easy, you know the the, 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 guy, the guy who got the blame seems to be the secretary. But um, and, and yes, he should he should have he should have worked out the situation. But the player. Well, it's not as if it's it's a rule that that is shrouded in mystery. If you played for a team in a cup game, you can't play for another all season, and that's been forever and a day. So, I blame the player, not the uh, not, not the secretary. Anyway, be that what be that as may, Brixham are now back in, and they've got a game against Clevedon. And that's on the eleventh, isn't yes, it? That's yeah. Saturday week. Yeah, it's the weekend before the uh, trophy Buckland game. So we've got yeah, we, we, Buckland listeners as well. Yeah, we, so we've got two two teams now in the last sixty four, which is uh, I wonder so, I wonder how how long ago it was since uh, the South Devon, or you know if if we talk about the the Herald Express footprint, um, how many how many years it's been since there were the two teams in the last sixty four of the FA Vars? Probably some time, if ever. Been a while. Certainly yeah. been a while. Yeah. So, local. If you're not going to Weymouth at the weekend, actually, a lot of our leading local teams are away this weekend. But there's a decent game at home as Heath, isn't there? Buckland against Ilfracombe. Yeah, uh, both, both teams have started this season very well. Buckland, uh, uh, without looking at the table, sixth or something, seventh. Um, but they've they've got a lot of games in hand on the teams above them. I think. 
Um, Ilfra Coombe were fourth or fifth last time I, I, uh, I took notice of it, and they, 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 fifth. Yeah, they're um, they're doing fifth. very well. Their manager, when they when they won promotion to the Western League last season from the Peninsula League. Now I've got to be careful because probably it might be a couple of years since I've written about his him and his age, but. Uh, he, he's certainly still under thirty. I think he was twenty six when he when he got got them promotion. Um, Clem Benelik, um, yeah, uh, what a story that is. I mean, he took them up from it the is. North Devon League when when he became manager. I think I think at twenty one. Meteoric rise yeah. and a decent game. Good, good place to watch your football. Um, Buckland will be delighted to see Torquay fans there on Saturday if they aren't making the trip away. Absolutely. And when Dean Edwards uh, got got the well, he he let he he quit at Barnstable. Um, Ilfra Coon came out and said that their their manager had turned down a request to to to, to go to another team. Uh, I think we all know who that probably was. Um, so he's loyal as well. Good stuff. A couple of other things I wanted to mention before we went. Um, it's December, which means we've all got our advent calendars out. I see you've got yours up on, talking... on, on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, mine, yeah. I've got... Uh, yeah. Things. Uh, it was a little video about Jason Fowler yesterday. I don't know what it is today. I haven't clicked it yet. My apologies, but, uh, uh, have a look at listeners. Guy is now breaking up to to add uh, <laughs> add frustration to this podcast listening experience. Uh, you're back, guy. I think. And breaking up is hard. Breaking up is hard to do, isn't it? Your Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, talking talky podcast have their advent calendar up. Take a look at that. And um, medical update from the walking football team. Um, two of our lads been in hospital this week um and positive thoughts flying out to to those two guys good yeah yeah get well soon i've had my uh the um the, the master i'm talking about mastermind thing that you were talking about i uh, i now got my yeah. invitation so i'm looking forward to that good stuff i won't tell you what my specialist subject is going to be and oh, don't tell me what yours is i forgot so i was going to have a think about it i need to have a think about it um i know what i should do but I think other people might do that, so I, I, I I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we shall see. Uh, from from my point of view, utter humiliation beckons. We'll um, we'll let you know when that's going to be uh, <laughs> going to be on the airwaves. Okie dokie. The trouble it trouble is with me. Unless it unless it's obscure music, my retention of facts in all things every day and uh, work wise and for example, Talk United. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, as I get older, yeah. facts just leak out of my ear holes. Um, Absolutely. But, but, I can tell, but I can tell you everything about Eaton Eat Crop, the Dutch indie band from 1988. Fantastic. Well, I, I mean, 1970s Formula One, I think I, I've used every available brain cell watching yeah. um, Grand Prix through the 1970s. Exactly. There's no room left for anything else. Exactly. But there you go. Thank you very much for listening. Um, disappointing Saturday for us last weekend. Uh, let's look ahead and hope we can get something out of the Weymouth game. Regardless of what happens at the weekend, we'll be back next week to talk about all things <coughs> United. We're always Thanks here, if, even if we're not in the same room. We are. We'll try and be in the same place next week. Yeah, There yeah. won't be quite so much delay and the, reverb. The, uh, the synchronisation of Come On You Yellows is going to be tough today, isn't it? 
Let's give it a go. Okay. Three, count count two, down with your fingers. One, three, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows. Nailed it. <laughs> Not even close. Oh, it was perfect from our end. Oh, that's all right. Then. <laughs>